Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 122 of the Property Magic Podcast, which is all about how you can generate high cash flow from mega deals. Now, this episode is actually part two of a three-part series all about mega deals. If you haven't listened to episode number 121, which is part one, I highly recommend you do that. Now, in this episode, I'm going to share with you how you can do mega deals with properties you don't even own using purchase lease options. But first of all, let me do a quick recap on exactly what is a mega deal. So this is a larger property, typically 10 or more bedrooms. And that means you can make three to five thousand pounds profit per month. That's what we call a life changing deal. That's enough to replace most people's salary in just one deal. Now, these mega deals can be done on a rent-to-rent basis, which is what we talked in part one of this three-part series. It can be done using a purchase lease option, which we're talking about in this episode, or it can be done through a traditional purchase, which we're going to talk about in episode three. Now, by the way, that traditional purchase doesn't need to be your money. It can be borrowed money from another investor, or it can be a creative structure such as vendor finance. Now, purchase lease options work particularly well with mega deals. Now, this is because most investors are just looking for smaller deals because they're thinking they have to buy something using their own money. And so there's not that much competition with these big deals. But it's an important point to understand here that with a PLO, you're not actually buying it right now. You've got the right to buy this property if you want to in the future at a set price, but you're not obligated to make that purchase. Now, that means because you're not buying it now, you don't need a big deposit and you don't even need to be able to get a mortgage now. So the idea is that you rent a property from the owner, someone who's looking to sell, but in the meantime, they're happy to rent to you. And the money that you pay the owner has got to be less than you can rent the property out to other tenants for. And in an ideal word, the amount you pay the owner on a monthly basis, which is called the monthly option fee, should be less than the payments would be on an interest-only mortgage if you'd actually purchase the property. Now, PLOs only work in certain circumstances. And one of those circumstances is that the owner doesn't want the money from the sale now. If they're looking to sell a property because they need the money now, then a purchase lease option is not going to work. However, also remember, if they did sell a property now, well, they're going to make no more money from that particular property. But with a PLO, we can continue to give them a monthly income and we can give them the price that they want. A great saying you want to remember with purchase lease options is, I can give you the price you want if you give me the terms that I want, i.e. you can give them the amount they want in the future if they're flexible out when they actually get the money. Now, let me illustrate this with an example. I think it'll make a lot more sense to you. And you may well have heard this particular case study before, but I'm gonna go into more detail than I've ever shared. And it's a great example of a mega deal done with a purchase lease option in London. And many people think that expensive places, you can't do purchase lease options, but they work incredibly well in the right circumstances. 
So let me explain this scenario. So one of my mastermind students, Charmaine, she lives in Kent and she was looking for properties in southeast London. And she happened to find this large property that was listed on the market with an estate agent for £900,000. Now, this was a few years ago. That was about the current market value at that time for that particular property. But the property wasn't selling. And there were a couple of reasons why it wasn't selling. First of all, it was bigger than most investors would look at. It was a bit of a strange building as well because it had no garden, it had a car park, and it had lots and lots of rooms. And the reason was this was actually an annex for a hotel that was across the road. And the reason the owner was selling this was he was retiring from the hotel business. So he'd been running the annex down. He hadn't really used it very much. He thought he'd put it on the market to sell, sell that first, then he'd eventually sell the main hotel. Now, when Charmaine found this, she realized it would be a perfect location to rent out to students. There was a very good demand for rental there. And so she tried to negotiate to bring down the price from £900,000. She met with the owner several times and he really was adamant that he needed to sell for £900,000. The property was unusual because no one really knew what to do with it. Um, it wasn't suitable for family home because it had no garden and all these rooms. Um, it was bigger than most investors would look at. So it's perfect as a mega deal. And when Charmaine was unable to negotiate the price down, she decided to change tack. It's really important to make sure we don't get fixated with a particular strategy that may not work. So we have to be flexible. And always when we're speaking to a seller, we need to understand what is the seller wanting to achieve? What is important for them? Now, Charmaine discovered that the reason the owner was selling this property was because he had hoped that he could pass his hotel business onto his daughter and she would run the family business. However, she had no interest in doing that. So the owner decided that he wanted to help provide an income for his daughter. And so he decided the proceeds from the sale of this particular building after paying tax would be enough to buy two properties for his daughter in cash. And he could then get those rented out and that income could go to his daughter. So the reason he didn't want to have a discount, he had worked out how much money he needed to buy those two properties after paying the tax. And so he couldn't take less than 900,000. Once Charmaine understood what was important to him and what he was trying to achieve, she decided to come up with a solution that was better for him than his plan. And it went a bit like this. So Charmaine said to the owner, it said, look, um, if someone turned up today and was prepared to buy the property for £900,000, and by the way, there isn't obviously anyone prepared to do that, but if let's assume there was, how long would it take for that transaction to go through? And the owner said, well, it depends, two, three, maybe four months. And Charmaine said, yeah, okay, let's say three months. And once you've got the money and you go out and look for some new properties to buy and you find the ones you want and buy those and get them tenanted, how long is that going to take? He said, well, I don't know, same kind of time two, three, four months. And Charmaine said, yeah, let's say maybe three months. So in other words, even if there was a buyer ready to pay you the full asking price today, it's probably going to be at least six months before you could start giving this income to your daughter. And the owner said, yeah, that's probably fair enough. So Charmaine said this, well, how about if I can help you get what you want? I can get an income for your daughter as a result from this property. But actually we do it in a slightly different way a better way for you. Better in two ways. First of all, 
What about if I can do this quicker than six months? What about if we can start the income coming in in maybe the next four weeks for your daughter? Would that be good? And the guy said, well, yeah, that would be great. And then secondly, how about if we can make sure it's guaranteed? Because I guess if your daughter's renting out these two properties, if there's no tenants, there's going to be no income. And so it's not a guaranteed income for her. But how about if we can guarantee for maybe the next three to five years that every single month she's going to get the same income coming in? And the owner said, well, that would be great. How can we do that? And so Charmaine came up with the idea. She said, look, I would like to buy your property. I'll give you the full market price that you want as long as you're flexible on the terms about when I actually give that money. He said, no, no, well, I need the money now because I want to buy these flats. He said, I'll tell you what, in the meantime, every single month until I buy the property, I'll give you £2,250, which is pretty much what she would have got by renting the properties out. It would have been actually 2500 but take off management fees of 10%, it'd be 2250 So in other words, Charmaine was giving the landlord the money that he needed to support his daughter, but from within four weeks instead of six months, and it was guaranteed every single month. Now you might think, why on earth would Charmaine commit to pay 2,250 every single month? Sounds like a lot of money, right? Well, there's two things. First of all, remember this is a large property, a high value. If Charmaine was to buy this property, She'd not only have to put several hundred thousand pounds in, she'd have to get the mortgage and the mortgage payments would probably be more than 2,250 a month. For Charmaine, it worked really well. She didn't have to put a big deposit in, she didn't have to get a mortgage and the payments were less than if she did have a mortgage. So it works for her. The other thing I've not told you yet, this hotel annex is actually a 17 bedroom property. Charmaine rents this out for 100 pounds per month, per, sorry, per week to each of the tenants. So in other words, each week it brings in 1,700 pounds of rental income, and that's on a weekly basis, and yet she only pays 2,250 to the landlord on a monthly basis. So as you can see, the rental income is far, far higher than she pays the landlord. Obviously, because it's an HMO, Charmaine pays all of the bills and all the costs. By the time you take all of these costs into account, this property makes just under £50,000 profit every single year. That's over £4,000 profit a month on a property that Charmaine doesn't own, on a property that she didn't have to put a big deposit into, and a property that she doesn't have a mortgage on. So this is how we can use purchase these options to do these mega deals. So my recommendation to you, if you want to start doing these deals, is start looking for larger properties than you would normally consider buying yourself. Because remember, you don't have to necessarily put the money in. You could do them on a rent-to-rent -rent basis. You could do them on a purchase option. Or if you did buy them, which is what we'll talk about in the next part of this three-part series, you can actually do it using other people's money. So start looking for these bigger properties. And in the next episode, I'll share exactly how you can actually do a purchase in case the owner doesn't want to do a rent-to-rent -rent or doesn't want to do a PLO. If you actually have to buy it, how can you make this work? And this actually works better with bigger deals, with lots of rooms, because you might be familiar with the concept of the BRRRR, buy, refurbish, refinance, rent, otherwise called momentum investing. Well, it works particularly well with bigger deals because a bigger deal with 10 or more rooms is not going to get a residential valuation. It's going to get a commercial valuation, which means maybe you get a higher valuation and get all of the money out that's been put into the deal. And remember, that money doesn't need to be yours. So I'm sure you're going to love the final part 
of this three-part series, which will be in next week's episode number 123. In the meantime, if you enjoyed listening to this, I've got a request and a recommendation. The recommendation, first of all, is make sure you subscribe to the channel so you get the latest episode every single Tuesday morning, giving you 15 or minutes or so of great content that's going to inspire you, give you extra strategies to become a more successful investor. And if you've enjoyed this, I'd really be very appreciative if you could give me a five-star review. So if you're listening on uh, the Apple iTunes store, you can go to Property Magic where it says see all episodes, click on that, scroll down to the very, very bottom and there'll be an opportunity for you to leave a five-star review. And it'd be great if you could say, just how much you get out of this podcast, how much you learn, because the more reviews we have, the the more people will see this and they'll also be able to benefit from listening to this property investing education. So I really would appreciate that. Thank you so much for everyone who's already done a review. Until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.com co.uk forward slash podcast you can contact me via linkedin you can follow me on social media and i highly recommend you subscribe to my youtube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free all of the details are available in the show notes until next time invest with knowledge invest with skill